Warning, the content you're currently about to listen to has explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Sports Fusion. It's been a long time, but I'm your host, Harm, holding it down as always. The Genius Rich, introduce yourselves to the people once again. What's up? Now, um, we've had the Super Bowl. It's over. But the drama did not end whatsoever. For some reason, we are in an era for the past, I don't know how many years, probably the, the past... 10 years that we end up talking about the loser more than we do the winner. Mm. And in this case, with the drama that's going on with that team and the fuckery that they did to screw themselves out of a championship, there's no choice but to talk about the New England Patriots and how they screwed themselves, screwed the fans, well, their fans that most people in the country hate anyway, um, out of a sixth ring. So I don't understand. All right, from the game's perspective, it was a hell of a game. Um, oh. They was they were scoring back and forth. Um, it was close. Philly was leading for a while. New England kept inching back. Eventually took the lead. It, it was literally back and forth. No punts in the game except for one, and that that was actually by Philly and mm. Nick Foles. Played like how you're supposed to play the Patriots, not scared of nothing. Not only was there no punts in the game except for Philly, up until a certain point in the fourth quarter, there was no sacks. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do anything. It was like you're playing. It this was like, like WWE. I don't know. It's not even like you're playing Madden because there's sacks in there. It's not like you're playing Blitz like from back in the day. It was just like, like scoring all over the place. It's like XFL. It's like Arena League football. No, well, XFL, like... you hit people and it hurts. I mean, well, technically it is because uh, Brandon Cooks got knocked out the game by one of them hits. Helmet to helmet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it was a hell of a game. I never, like, it was one of the... The Patriots always play exciting Super Bowls. They've played in eight, and every single one of them came down to the wire. Every yeah. single stinking one of them. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And um, to your point with the Brandon Cooks injury, um, it wasn't even a game changer. That, that, that injury, um, yes, Brandon Cooks is a phenomenal player. Oh, it stopped them a lot. But, 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 yeah. but, but Tom Brady kept scoring. Tom Brady kept going, and in itself, that was phenomenal. What killed the Patriots for me, in my honest opinion, they couldn't stop Foles. The secondary was just all over the place, and they got out-schemed. The greatest scheming offense and defense in the league got out-schemed. By the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know what? You know who did that first? Bill Belichick out-schemed himself. Yeah. He did that 
when you bench Malcolm Butler to make a point. Oh, yeah. oh my God! It's just like it, it. It was it was the Patriot way. It was the Bill Belichick way. And for all these years, I was thinking it was the Patriot way. And within the past couple of weeks, I started realizing, you know what? It's not the Patriots way. It's the Bill Belichick way. And you've been seeing that Tom Brady is tired of it and Robert Kraft is tired of it. So with all that going on, you start realizing, you know what? Um, I think Bill Belichick is out is going to be out sooner than later. And that was also due to the reports like last night that came out. With the whole Josh McDaniels thing. But we'll get into that a little bit later. The first thing about Malcolm Butler. Okay. I, I have I have a couple things to say about this. And I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah. But what happened with Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. Is exactly what happened in the NFL the entire year. Teams were willing to lose their seasons on pettiness and nonsense of what they believed in. Mm. They were willing to throw away their season just because they didn't feel like playing a guy. Malcolm Butler would have won them this Super Bowl if they would have played him instead of the guy who kept getting burned by Alshon Jeffrey. (laughs) I mean, that was terrible. I mean, mind you, we could go back into the whole Kaepernick stuff and how many people decided not to sign the man when Denver ruined their season by not signing him and another a bunch of other teams ruined their seasons without signing him. But this has been the year that I've never seen pettiness to this level. And it showed. Mm. And I think Tom Brady is completely tired of it and over it. Which is why Garoppolo got traded in the first place. You could go ahead. I just wanted to put that part out there a little bit. I would like to say just a just a couple of things. Um, stat wise, sure you can make an argument as for why Bill Belichick will bench Malcolm Butler. You can also make an argument for why Bill Belichick will bench Malcolm Butler because of the the previous game, which I don't know how you could win. Um, but at the same time, I'm gonna say this: the Super Bowl is different. No matter what anybody thinks, I, I've I've never been in the NFL. I've I've never played professional sports, but there's a certain thing that happens to a player. Certain players, when they make it to the mountaintop, their game just elevates. Malcolm Butler is one of those guys where he gets into the big game, and he's a big game player. It's I won't compare Malcolm Butler to MJ or Kobe or LeBron, but we can say Robert Horry. You can say Robert Horry. You, you know can what? say that somebody makes, who that, that's a that's a per, that makes perfect sense. Except he's a little bit better than Robert Horry, but yeah, yeah, yeah he's I, a little I bit get, better. I get but, what you're saying. In football, but it he makes, makes sense. he makes big plays in big games. Yeah, you don't. Bench your big play guy. You and don't after do- he got burned, he he got burned, and I mean, 
Corey Clement kept burning you in the game. <laughs> like, and you decide not to put him on the field one time on, on defense? Jeez. Yeah, it, it's, it was petty. I don't know what was the argument the previous night before. Um, there's rumors floating, floating around that it's because he missed curfew, because he got found with weed, because he got found with girls. Oh, well, you know what? Tom yeah. Brady actually came out. And Tom Brady never does this. Tom Brady actually defended Malcolm Butler. And Malcolm Butler is pretty much off the Patriots right now. Tom Brady did not have to do that. He After Malcolm Butler came out and said, like, all those statements were er- erroneous, I was I never did anything to violate the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. Bill Belichick said it was, it was uh, football-related. Bill Belichick, after the Super Bowl, came out and said, you know what, um... I'll answer a couple of these questions, but trust me, you know, to the fans and stuff like that, this was a football-related decision. So when all these other reports came out because everybody was killing Belichick, um, Malcolm Butler came out and said something. Tom Brady did not have to come out and defend Malcolm Butler. Tom Brady has nothing to gain by doing that. He has nothing to gain because he's going to be off the team anyway. The fact that Brady came out and said that, Nah, something's going on. That and it makes me think, you know what? The dynasty is crumbling. Just a little bit. I, I don't I don't I don't think I don't, it's over. It's crumbling. I don't think it's over, right. Just just a little bit. Um the statement that Malcolm Butler put out there was they gave up on him. Oh yeah, they said they fucking gave up on him and I was like, Yeah, they kinda did if they do that to you, but I just I can't believe it. You know it's what? Incredible. You know what? That statement makes me believe a few things happened. It was a perfect storm. And Bill Belichick felt that it was time to just bench him. He probably had bad practice. He probably had um, some behavioral issues that was noticed by Belichick or a staff member. And and he probably had some type of injury or illness. Well, and they said all he was sick, that, but you yeah. don't have the man active. And then on top of everything else, you have him active. And then right before the national anthem, that's when you want to tell the man that? You want to tell him? I saw him crying. On the sidelines, I'm like, okay, maybe some something happened. Maybe somebody died. I couldn't believe like that's what they were telling the man right before the game. I know they did that to to Underwood a couple of years ago, but he played on special teams, and they told him before the game after he traveled to the game, which was screwed up in the first place. Mm-hmm. But not somebody who played 97 percent over almost 98 percent of the snaps the week before. You, yeah. this is somebody you were using. He was healthy the entire year. Yeah, he had some contract disputes early on in the year, but he didn't cause any issues during the year. Because if that was the case, you would not have played him. I mean, Wes Welker said something about um, Rex Ryan's toes in the playoffs. He didn't play a quarter. He didn't miss the whole freaking game. And you don't even know what the hell happened with Michael Butler. Ridiculous. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just ridiculous. But it makes uh, me think that the, the, the empire is crumbling. Look, defensively, they've never had the most perfect team. The Malcolm Butler situation, that, that's not what identifies to me as the downfall of this dynasty. There are other things, you know, that we can discuss later. Um, but this Malcolm Butler thing, it was a, it was a damn shame. Um, they got burnt by a better team. There's no way of knowing if Malcolm Butler um, would have changed the game to any degree. But what history tells us is that, yes, there is a great chance that he would have. Of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I, I don't want to take credit away from the Eagles, even though I would like to take credit away from the Eagles as a Giants fan. But to be completely <laughs> honest with you, <laughs> like... Even though the fans were a little annoying this this after the game, look, they haven't yeah. won in fifty eight years. I, I mean, I'm cutting them some slack here. And out in the division, the Eagles are the least annoying fan base. Even though it's Philadelphia, and it's hard to believe, the Eagles have the most the, the least annoying fans out of the the other. Two teams is the Cowboys and the Redskins, and their their run, and they have they are a better run organization in the past twenty years. So this was bound to happen to teams that run their organization well. So I mean, look, when Carson Wentz, Wentz was healthy, I said this team is going to win the Super Bowl. There was no doubt in my mind; they were perfect. And the sad thing is. When Carson Wentz got hurt, all that went out the window, and I completely forgot all of that. Because I was like, it's Nick Foles. He's not going to do anything. <laughs> what, what, what they did that was genius was went back and look at tape when Nick Foles was a decent quarterback, almost Alex Smithish, and <laughs> And um, when... He ran Chip Kelly plays, and they integrated that into the system. That is called coaching. Yeah, they are well coached. They have people making decisions in that organization that is beneficial to that team. I got to give it to them. Got to give it to them. They're wow. Yeah, um, Andy Reid called the Eagles and told them, if you don't hire Doug Peterson, you're going to lose him. And he's a great coach, which he's right. And what I realized in Doug Peterson is that if Andy Reid was coaching that team, Andy Reid would have lost the Super Bowl. But the way that Philly played, they played like they wasn't scared of nothing. They came out and said, we ain't scared of y'all. We ain't going to end up like punks like the rest of the league and be scared of the Patriots. We're going to keep going for fourth down. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to run trick plays. You ran a trick play. Okay, we're going to run the same damn trick play. And it's good. And we're going to do it well. I think they looked at it two weeks ago and was like, you know what? All right. No matter what we do, we're not going in scared. And it's easier said than done because they came out and said, you know what? 
all right we're gonna mess up around the field but as long as as long as they just kept going we have a chance because we have a better overall team they had better wide receivers they had i mean huh. i can't say better tight end because it's gronk but gronk. zach Ertz is the next best thing outside of travis kelsey those are the top three tight ends in the league but um Running backs, yeah, they they have more natural talent. On defense, oh my goodness, their personnel was amazing compared to the Patriots. Because the Patriots tried to outsmart themselves and ended up losing the Super Bowl. Even though Belichick kind of played a better... he, I, I, It's weird because I felt like Belichick coached the game a little better than Doug Peterson. Except that Doug Peterson... He didn't have any fear. He just went in there and said, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And it it worked. To build on <laughs> your point, to build on your point, because I, I absolutely agree with you. The Patriots are better coached, but Philly called the right plays at the right time. They yeah. also made the right plays at the right time. And especially in a close game like that, the team that usually wins is the team that capitalizes on the opportunities when the opportunities call for it. Right. And and they they did a great job. Three three things that that trick play, um, that Foles ran on the 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 reverse pitch. Um, in the end zone. Yeah. That was one. The um the strip sack was another. Well, the strip sack. Essentially ended the game, even though they were the game, cl- they yeah. they had a chance in the end, sorta <laughs> with a hail mary. <laughs> but um, I think that that those plays near the end in the fourth quarter is where the Patriots really missed Brandon Cooks because it was harder for them to move the ball down the field because when Brandon Cooks was there. He was finding open spaces. He was getting in between guys. And then Hogan had to be that guy for you. Even though Hogan has been doing it throughout the year, he hasn't done it in a couple of weeks because he was trying to get back into the offense. So he didn't look the same like he was before he got hurt. And That's Burkhead the same way. Burkhead, Burkhead didn't play as much as he should have because it seemed like a James White type of game. With that defense, and when Bill Belichick decides, okay, this personnel, this matchup, you're doing this, you're doing that, I'm not playing you. Like, I guess that's what you say he was doing with Malcolm Butler, but it backfired because it, I mean, it they were getting just burned all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Phillies, I mean, ah, New England... Did not lose the numbers game, and and that that's also what's really astonishing in the Super Bowl. The Patriots had more yards than the Eagles. Um, I'm talking like in terms of um receiving and pass and 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 rushing altogether, all purpose. They they had more than the Eagles. Um, New England had six thirteen, and the Eagles had five thirty eight. It, it's it's. It's quite amazing that it, it really boiled down to 
they just did the right things at the right time. Yeah. And that you won this game. I can't believe I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe that Nick Foles was that amazing during the Super Bowl. But it brought me up to another point and a coach that we both kind of hate, Jeff Fisher. Oh Jesus, why are we talking about this? Man? Well, because you have to you have to look at what happened. Oh. Uh <laughs> Three, three of the coaches that he coached recently, excuse me, three of the quarterbacks that he coached recently came out and ended up being amazing afterwards. Jared Goff looks like, oh, he could play in this league. Case Keenum mm-hmm. had a career year. Nick Foles mm-hmm. was playing like he was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick Foles is playing out of his mind. And Nick Foles, when he was playing with the Eagles the first time, he was all right, and he and he was under Chip Kelly's system, which is a very quarterback-friendly system. But mm-hmm. then he went to Jeff Fisher, which is a very quarterback-unfriendly system, which is a very remedial offense system when you're running junior high school plays and you can't really do anything for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's isn't that what went. Todd Gurley said about him, Todd Gurley? Um, oh yeah, and, and guess what? The next week he was fired. <laughs> Once yeah. Todd Gurley said that, and guess what? Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley probably should have. He he probably should have won MVP this year, the way he played. I, I agree. And that he was the one should. thing Jeff Fisher knew how to do was do running backs, and he screwed that up. But oh well. Well, Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher, he's he's back in the news. Only because people are kind of getting on his case about um, why, why wasn't he so successful with these type of quarterbacks or these quarterbacks? It's, because he's he, terrible. Because he, he's terrible. I yeah, exactly. Hey, it, it's like terrible. it's like somebody is <laughs> looking under the bed for the boogeyman. Uh, I mean, it's just just stop giving him reasons to escape the truth. Don't give him a platform to escape the truth. The truth is, you were terrible. I don't even want to give this man platinum. I don't even want to give him platform shoes. I don't want to make him feel a little better. I, I don't. I don't want to give him anything. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 old news to me. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. Let's get back. To, let's get back to these damn Patriots. Um. Okay. The main story here. Uh, Josh McDaniels screws over <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts for several it. for several reasons. Um, one, uh, I don't know which order you're gonna put this in. Yeah, uh, yeah. They he went into the locker room expecting to clean it out. Rob Kraft came over and. Probably told him, hey, we're going to give you more money. You like this place, blah, 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 blah. My opinion and a lot of people's opinions, he's probably going to get this job after Bill Belichick retires and everything else. Hmm. Well, Rob Kraft is a very influential man. He's close to the president. I mean, mean, that's not saying too much. Um, But it is still the president, (laughs) He he's a very influential man. 
he's a very, very influential man. And it, it kind of sounds to me, um, the Patriots have built this thing in their organization where when you're there, you're family. And I think that is the sales pitch to everyone that joins this organization. When you're with us, you're family. And there's nothing we won't do for you to keep you here. I wonder. And, that ain't worked for Malcolm Butler, though. Right, right. And, and it's, it, it doesn't work for the players because um, to Robert Kraft, possibly players should know their roles. They're players, and that's it. And uh, I'm not saying that that's true, but I'm saying that this might be his way of thinking things. Right. Um, except, oh, I'm sorry, players not named Tom Brady. Um, but at the same time, why wasn't the same distinction handed to Matt Patricia? It, it's, 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 it's difficult be- to me to understand. Like, I, I, I understand you want to keep Josh McDaniels, you know? But I, I guess, I guess Patricia wants to leave, and there's, I guess they might have extended the same thing to him, and he said, "No, I want to try my shot at becoming a head coach." And, and I don't know if if, if McDaniel says no to the Colts, it might be a good thing for Colts fans anyway. I, I don't, I don't consider him such a valued um, name in the bucket for head coach. Uh, I would think that would be the case. However, um, Chris Ballard, a GM, is was a GM that everybody wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. He hired coaches in Indianapolis. Um, he went there to clean out his locker and then changed his mind afterwards. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Um, I don't... <sighs> I'll just say this. He better get that damn job after Belichick because he probably did the dumbest move that you could ever do. And his agent was I so agree. furious that he left him. Yeah, even even businessmen know that. Yeah, um, I mean, like, you, you, you kind of... he's. He screwed the team over. He screwed the franchise over. A franchise that was already screwed over. So, uh, I, I I can't understand what was going on there. Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. I, I don't understand. And, hey, look at it this way. In a, in a league full of successful young coaches, there's so many other names that you can go with, you know? Um, I, I will look into someone else. Just someone else. Well, they don't have a choice but to look into somebody else because he left, the <laughs> he left them pretty high and dry. Um, it's, it's messed up, but what I've also heard was uh, there's one thing that makes a lot of sense and there's another thing that makes a lot of pettiness sense Mm. I'll go with what makes the pettiness of all the situation 
Robert Kraft hates the Indianapolis Colts because of that whole deflate gate <laughs> scandal. And that rumor started coming along. Also, the <laughs> fact that they gave them their third, they, they gave them their third quarterback, their third string quarterback, and traded him for a guy who they thought was good in Philip Dorsett. And Philip Dorsett can't really play. And they're pissed off about that. So that's why they kind of want to do something this vindictive. Mm. That, that's sense. the pettiness. And the Patriots have been known to be super petty. So this will make complete sense to me, pettiness-wise. The other thing is that reports started coming out that Andrew Luck needs another shoulder surgery. Which which um, somebody came out and refuted that statement. Which was the GM of the team. However, the GM of the team also said that he still hasn't started throwing yet. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? You didn't start throwing yet for how long? You didn't play all of last year and you didn't start? You didn't start at all? But you see, that's why, that's why probably they really wanted McDaniels there because they have um, Brissette. And, uh, you know, it's a familiar coaching style. It's a familiar player. Probably would have had some type of success with Brissett because Brissett's not bad. He's not Andrew Luck good, but he's not bad. Yeah, he's, you know, he's he, not that he can, bad. Yeah. He's not that bad. If they gave him a little bit more time in the pocket to throw and he had receivers other than T.Y. Hilton... Well, look, T.Y. Hilton took a ball. It just said it, it was hard. It was hard for Brissett to be successful in that system anyway. One, the offensive line was garbage. Two, he got to the team during the season. When you trade a quarterback during the season, yeah. one, you have to learn the entire offense. So he was learning the offense on the fly. And he was getting better incrementally, but he wasn't. he wasn't really – tearing the roof on roof off of people anyway like he would he has an arm he's athletic he seems like he has a good worth work ethic but oh he has a great work ethic yeah, yeah i mean you you're not sure you, you're really not sure about the kid but indianapolis is screwed now but it looks like they may end up stealing the eagles offensive coordinator and that yeah. might be a blessing in disguise. It might just be the, one of these the cases Flippio? where, like, what's that, that his name? Who? What's his name again? The Flippio? Uh, the, the, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't look or, up the or, guy's name, but you you might be right there. Um, I, I, or I, I think the I think the Flippio is like his um the quarterbacks coach from that. It's, it's no, Frank no, John Frank, D. Filippo is uh, he's coaching for the offensive coordinator. And he's the quarterbacks coach of the Eagles because yeah, the OC, yeah, because the OC of 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 the the Vikings is the new Giants coach. So I mean, it's a, Frank Reich is sure. the guy you're talking about. Yeah, Frank who's supposed Reich. to be taking over the the Colts? I mean, he's gonna get an interview. So I mean, <laughs> I think that's a good it's move. Something. The best think- move, the best move would be to. Try Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. That is the best move. 
because nobody is going to know Andrew Luck like him, who started with him. Two, the man did quarterback the the Colts before Peyton Manning. And three, well, he's a smart coach. He's going to want to – I know he's going to want his guys there, but he's going to change the culture, man. Yeah, he will most definitely. Well, it's between him – um, I don't, I don't think, don't, I might be wrong, but I don't know if Leslie Frazier is interviewing for the job, but. Leslie Frazier? The former yeah. Vikings coach? Bill's the defensive coordinator. I, I don't, I don't know. They had mean, a good year this year in terms of um, the defense. And, I mean, I. Uh, he, he could, he could I be a. I didn't love uh, him as a head coach, but he knows the hell how to coach a defense. Yes, yeah. uh, but 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 he, that's why that's why I think he'd be a more popular fit. In Indianapolis is different; they're a whole different animal. Yeah, they can play offensively. They can play. You know, they they just with need Andrew Luck. Luck. With well, Andrew Luck. Well, with Brissett, I think they can be so successful as well. As again, they need to go out there and get an offensive tackle or two. Well, let's they see need, what they, they do with they, the third pick in the draft. We'll see. Well, exactly. They need protection. So, so with that being said, they need somebody that can coach a defense. I know we're kind of going off topic because we, we started with the Patriots and Josh McDaniel. Now we talk about Indianapolis Colts in there. Yeah, but, yeah. And after this, we will get run away from the NFL until next year, yeah. <laughs> unless we talk about fantasy. <laughs> Go ahead. But, <laughs> but, but I really think I really think if they had somebody to coach that defense. Uh huh. And they were bad defensively this year. Um, this year they had a pretty good run defense. They played hard. They, they tried to stay in the games. You know, it, it's if, if they had somebody to change the culture of that defense, and and I think a better fit would be Leslie. Ah, uh, if you say so. I mean, okay. I I know Leslie, would, but it's just a mess because he's going into a situation where none of those guys he knows. So he's going to be having to work with strangers. And he yeah. wouldn't have a choice. Well, yeah. Well, everybody would every every new head coach goes and works with strangers. So. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's all right. Yeah. All right, if you say so, but not not that much strangers. Not when you <laughs> usually you're able to take some people with you. Now you can't take anybody. But oh, um, now you can't take a whole new world. It, it's funny. Um, when you look at great teams fall apart, and when we were talking about the Patriots before, when you look at the dynasties and how they fell apart, and looking at the pettiness in the end, when you look at how Phil Jackson's genius pettiness ruined his reputation in the end even with 11 championships um in the end it just it took little by little increments of i'm tired of you i don't want to deal with this anymore i think that's what brady and Kraft is going through with belichick and Mm. the fact that belichick sat down with bill parcells and started talking, having an interview, a long interview, and he never does those things. Not to mention Tom Brady coming out 
letting a whole bunch of people into his life with the whole sort of like a documentary with uh, Deepak Chopra's son. Deepak. And the fact... What? Yeah. You don't know Deepak Chopra? But it, that's not even a point. I, the fact I that they filmed who, that, right? The fact that, that they filmed that and Brady's never done stuff like this before. The fact that that's never happened. And then you look at what's happened in the great teams. Like, this is where it starts to crumble. Well, folks, thank y'all for listening. Uh, you could please hit us up on uh, Twitter at the Sports Fusion. Um, you could also hit us up via email at the Sports Fusion at gmail.com. Also, the hit us up on the website at the Sports Fusion.com. 